what is going on everyone welcome to the flag on the play podcast we are coming at you with our week 15 recap and our monday night predictions show my name is danny gg and i am joined by the wonderful flag on the play crew with sebastian david and tim what is going on my dudes we believe we believe we believe oh wow yeah Whatever he said, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah, because this All week right. of football kind of sucked. Yeah, you're telling me it sucked. I hate football. Uh, yesterday was a rough day for me, but we'll get to that. Hopefully, we don't have to talk about it too much because it's still painful. But before we get into all that, let's wrap or let's uh, start out with some quick housekeeping before our lightning round. So. Recently, the pod here has surpassed a thousand streams on Spotify. Uh, so, as of last episode, we are now just a little bit over a thousand and some change. So, huge thank you to all the support we've had this season. It's by far been our best season of the podcast yet. We look forward to continue doing this, no matter how painful it might be um, for the outcome of the games. That is not the actual podcast. But yeah, we super appreciate all the support from our friends and family members. Some notable shout outs. Um, my parents, I know they're listening. Evan is our number one listener as well. Got some buddies at work. Uh, Carlos, Chris, all you guys. And yeah, if you guys got any shout outs, hit them up now and then we can get it rolling. Did you did you earlier say, oh yeah, appreciate all the listeners. You guys are awesome. Did you say that <laughs> Hopefully, we won't talk about too much football. No, no, no. We won't talk about the pain that I endured in relation to football. But that's the, the Bears is what but he that's means. the majority. The Bears, of the show. not the Bears game. Hopefully, because that sucked. Shout out, Mary Kate, OG, yeah. OG, OG listener. Shout not out. to be confused with OJ. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. The juice. The juice. Shout out Sebastian's dog. He's always listening. Ed. Ed boy. The little boy king. Alrighty. Well, with that, let's hop into our week 15 recap lightning round. We got a few teams on bye week, so it'll be a little shorter than normal. Here we go. Thursday night thunder to the week off with the thumping of the charges by the thaumaturge Antonio Pierce and Raiders. This is the second biggest beatdown of the year. 63 to 21 gets Brandon Staley fired. More on that later. We move on to Saturday where the Vikings travel to Cincinnati. The Bengals emerge victorious in an overtime battle of backups with Bengals quarterback Jake Browning reminding Minnesota they should not have cut him since he wins 27 to 24. In the second part of a Saturday triple header, the Colts host the Steelers. Trubisky sucks and the Colts capitalize. Indianapolis wins 30 to 13 and finds himself in a three-way tie for first place in the AFC South at 8 and 6. The Broncos go to Detroit to wrap things up for the day. Jared Goff shakes off the goof allegations and dominates the Horsies 42 to 17. Sean Payton rips into his quarterback over a bungled red zone opportunity and the Lions look to lay claim to that coveted race in the NFC. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, is likely not long for this job. The Carolina Panthers beat the Dirty Birds on a walk-off field goal, winning 9-7 in a downpour. There were no fans in stands to witness it. Joe Flacco putzes around for three quarters before turning it on against the Bears. Flacco lights up Chicago for 212 yards in the fourth, capping off with a go-ahead touchdown toss to Amari Cooper. Fields and the Bears nearly recover, but Darnell Mooney can't hang on to a ball in the end zone. Browns win 20-17. 
Tampa Bay stamps the Green Bay Packers 34-20. Quarterback Baker Mayfield posts a 158.3 perfect quarterback rating, the first visiting quarterback to ever do so in Lambeau Field. If the Bucs can keep this up, they may be feeling dangerous going to the playoffs. The Finns blank the Jets 30-0. Zach Wilson exits the game with a head injury. Trevor Simeon enters and continues to suck. Miami was without Tyreek, but it was no problem. Jalen Waddle filled in amicably. Those dirty Saints down in New Orleans knocked our boy Tommy Gunn out of the game. Derek Carr and the New Orleans defense, excuse me, offense posted an efficient day, putting up 24-6 victory over a worthy Giants defense. Nola wins this one. No C.J. Stroud on the road in the division game. Don't worry about it. The Texas defense steps up in a big way against the Titans, keeping Derek Henry below 10 yards on the day. They win in overtime off of Fairbanks field goal 19-16. Along with the Colts and Jags, Houston win a three-way tie for first place in the division. Mahomes does what he can, but the terrible receiving core against the New England moves more than enough. Chiefs win 27-17 despite Kadarius Tony doing Tony things. The Niners continue their dominant stretch with a 45-29 drubbing of Arizona. Brock Purdy asserts himself as the MVP frontrunner, and San Fran continues the careening train toward the one scene. Stafford and the Rams topple Howell and the Commanders 28-20. Cooper Cup had a much-welcomed big play, and Washington is left soul-searching. The Bills make a statement against the Red Hot Cowboys 31-10. This is the first time in the Josh Allen era this podcaster can recall Buffalo running the ball as well as they did, and Dak is still his hot and cold self. And finally, on Monday night, the Ravens drag the Jags 23-7. Jacksonville is riddled with self-inflicted wounds between bad kicks, red zone turnovers, and blown coverages. So that ball is going to wrap this one up pretty early. And that is your NFL Week 15 Lightning round. All right. Thank you. Thank that you. That was a that was a marathon, Tim. Like that you, one you... was longer. I, I was probably uh, uh, mistaken in that it would be a little bit shorter. But there was a lot to talk about this week, even though the football wasn't that good. There was a lot of it. Yeah, this that's not a critique. I'm saying that that's you got through all of that, and that that that's I'm I'm giving you some praise and Thank adoration. You. I appreciate will. that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. I did want to talk about Kadarius Tony a little bit. I don't think we talked uh, enough about that player last week. Uh, he's still doing the horrible things that he started in week one. As we can all recall, the Detroit Lions really being the benefactor of Tony dropping every pass thrown his way. And, of course, he had that offsides call against the Bills two weeks ago. He had another one of those plays where – uh, Mahomes throws him a pretty catchable ball. It hits him in the chest and he bobbles it two or three times before it ends up in the hands of a New England defender. And as Mahomes goes to the sideline, he is irate. And uh, if there are any lip readers out there, I suggest you go look at how uh, despondent and frustrated Mahomes was. It's a it's a real issue with this um, Chiefs receiving core and Tony's maybe the biggest offender of it. Yeah, Tony's not great. It's uh, sad to see, but he's just uh, he sucks. He sucks. He's costing him games every week. It's not good. I was so hopeful for him going into the league. Uh, we saw him turn into a really good receiver his senior year of, of college at UF, and none of it seems to have transferred over to the pros. Yeah, he's gotten worse for getting basic stuff. I mean, the offsides thing last week was just inexcusable. That's like... That's like peewee ball level, like the, like a five year old playing football knows. Anyway. Yes, line up on sides. It's, ugh, it's frustrating. Yeah. Alrighty, let's move on to our next segment here. 
our records. So an eventful weekend here. Um, I'll say overall, not the best records. Like we didn't pick that many games right compared to most weeks, but we still did pretty damn good. So leading the pack still is Tim with 135 and 88. I'm in second at 134. Sebastian uh, pulled ahead of David slightly with 131. And David at 130. So I believe I'm still one behind Tim like I was last week. And then David fell one behind Sebastian from last week. Uh, and then finally, the Terminator, our chat GBT bot is 122 and 101. So still largely positive for, for a, a comeback for the Terminator there. But anyway, there is still one more game to be played the Monday night game, and we'll have more on that later. But that could decide if I uh, tie Tim for first place. So a little sneaky, sneaky action coming up. We'll I've got a happens. strategy. There's no way you're going to be able to pass me. I have a strategy locked in. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. All right, let's move on strategy. to... Wait, hold on. Strategy? What, what could you have to strategize? I'm going to pick the same game as Danny every time. Ah... Uh... <laughs> That is impossible for him to catch me. Unless I change my pick. Oh, there's no change of the picks. Once they're on their pod, they're locked in. No, you can change up to a minute before the game starts. Oh, my God. Well, no, that's that's some skeevy behavior. That is so what? skeevy. Bro, you're yeah. telling me you wouldn't change a pick if we if Thursday night we say, Oh, I'm picking so and so, and then like the starting quarterback breaks his leg or something. You're not that's happened to the us. We haven't. That's literally happened to us, and we haven't changed our picks. Have you been doing oh. that all season? I have not changed a pick. Actually, the one time mm. I did was when I not I did not pick Green Bay that time, and then they uh, they beat Detroit on Thanksgiving. But right, I let's announced this. you guys. I announced if you are going to change a pick, you need to write an entire press release and put it on the flag and the play Instagram and Twitter announcing to the world that you are changing the pick. All right. There's got to be some kind of I've changed kind of one pick, but it was before the game. And I, I announced it to the group chat before the press release rule was in effect. So you guys were all like, oh, yeah, sounds good. So that's the law. All right. Let's talk about some real, real football, some real fiery football in the sense that someone got fired over how bad this game was. Uh, the Raiders absolutely beat the crap out of the Chargers. Woo-hoo! 42 to nothing at halftime. Uh, after being scoreless the week before, and Brandon Staley gets fired. It was something. It was something. Finally, my turn. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not often wrong, but when I am, I, it's typically in the weekly picks. But when I'm right... It's most of the time. And what I've been saying for two years, two long years. Tell him, Tim, how long has it been? Ever since he got the job, really. I didn't say when, Tim. I said, how long has it been? That's been three years. Thank you for answering your question and answering it right the first time. Sebastian, how have I been feeling about Brandon Staley? Uh, you hate him. Uh, Danny, what have I been calling for since that eventful day against these same Raiders two years ago? The murder, I mean, firing of uh, Brandon Staley. (laughs) No, you were right the first time, Danny. I've been calling for the murder of Brandon Staley. (laughs) I 
simply am so elated. Let me tell you something right now, ladies and gentlemen. It was a fateful, it was a fateful December, January, December evening. It was the Raiders versus the Chargers. Rich Passaccia was the interim head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. I believe Derek Carr was their was their uh, quarterback. Is that right? Derek Carr. Was That's right. Yep. And Derek Carr was their quarterback. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. They were tied in overtime. It, it was still a regular season. It was the last chance for the Raiders and the Chargers to get into the playoffs with two teams from the AFC West. It would have guaranteed three teams from the AFC West to get into the playoffs. Now, any if they had tied. If they had if, if they had tied. Yes, Tim. Yes, yes. If they had tied. Thank you for that clarification. Anyway, as I was saying, any reasonable man, any reasonable human being, any person of good standing, any person of goodwill in their heart, no Scrooge, no Grinches, only little Timmies. That's right. Tiny Tims. Only hey. they would know that when you're tied and you're a terrible head coach and you have a f- second time, second year, first year, whatever, early young quarterback, you take the wins to get into the playoffs, especially when the year before Anthony Lynn was fired because he couldn't get them into the playoffs. Now, it was a very simple, simple task. Just let the time run out. You're going to the playoffs. First-year head coach, big win for the big GMs, really like good for the owners, really put some 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 real uh, confidence in your team, right? What does Brandon Staley do as they're running, as the clock is running down? And the Raiders have the ball, mind you. The Raiders have the ball! What does he do? Tell him, Tim, what does he do? Uh, I forget what he did. He I calls a timeout, he... Tim. He calls a That's timeout. That's what he did. What does Rich Basaccia do? Tell him, Sebastian. Eh, fuck it. I guess we're going to run it and go for the field goal. Absolutely. And they ran it right down the charter. So now, Danny, can you tell me what Brandon Staley's specialty was supposed to be when he was hired from the Los Angeles Rams coaching staff? I got no idea. Oh, he was defense. a oh my god! He was a defensive head coach. He was an offensive head coach. And what could that defense fail to do, Tim? Uh, they let him get the. Third they failed conversion. to stop the run. And let me tell you something: on that fateful play, the last play for the 2021 season, the Chargers say their their fate was sealed. A year later. Another year under the horrible tutelage of Brandon Staley, the Chargers have found themselves in the playoffs. That's right. They've overcome middling coaching. They've overcome a horrible, horrible man who was leading them to destitution. On the backs of Khalil, yeah, on the backs of Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, and Derwin James. That Chargers team. I won't say I won't say Justin Herbert, just out of respect for Evan who is our number one listener. But on the backs of these fine gentlemen, they make it into the playoffs. Now, that defense had held the Jacksonville Jaguars to uh, zero, was it, was it three points? Three points yeah, they had three half? points. Yeah, three points in the first half. 27 to three. In every single case in NFL history, when you're in, the, in the, when you're in the playoffs and you're up 20, you're up over 20 points, you essentially win that game. There's only one, there was only one, case in NFL history where to that point a collapse a, an unthinkable happened an improbable probability could occur Sebastian do you know what that was maybe how about you tell me <laughs> 
It was the New England Patriots coming back against the Atlanta Falcons, where we saw an MVP season of Matt Ryan crumble under the terrible, terrible defense of Dan Quinn. Now, tell me the difference, Danny, between Dan Quinn and Brandon Staley. Uh, Tom Brady won that game. That. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll pass that on to Tim. Tim, tell me the difference between Brandon Staley and Dan Quinn. I'll give you you one. I don't know. Dan Quinn had actually made the Super Bowl. Dan Quinn had made the mother beeping Super Bowl. Where was Monsieur Brandon Staley? He was in the goddamn wild card round playing the damn Jacksonville Jaguars. Who are you up 23 points on? Who are you facing? You're facing a second-year, uh, what is his name, second-year Trevor Lawrence, who was coming off a horrible year with his first-year coaches, Urban Meyer. Basically, is another rookie season. You're basically facing another rookie quarterback. And what do you do? What does he do, Sebastian? What did he do to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Better yet, what did he do to the fans of the Los Angeles Chargers? Who, Herbert? Brandon Staley. Staley. Yes. I was going to say, you know, Herbert couldn't clutch anything out because he's trash. Oh God, what are we doing? Staley ain't going to change that even though he got fired. Herbert's still unclutch. They should have drafted Tua. I love it. <laughs> I've won. Thank you to, to, to everyone for, um, for staying with me through this journey of my campaign against Brandon Staley. It took way too long to get here, and um, I'm just glad that we're, we're finally on to the next chapter. Herbert's finally free. Let's go over to the Buccaneers and the Packers. Look at this. Baker Mayfield. What a guy. He started off horrendously uh, the first second drive of the game. He sits in the pocket for about four and a half seconds, gets stripped of the ball, fumbles it. Packers recover on their own, excuse me, on the Tampa Bay five, and they're immediately able to score. From there on out, Baker Mayfield was lights out posting the uh, this is probably the best game of his career. P- posting career highs in yardage, quarterback rating, everything was immaculate. He was finding Chris Godwin, who was the biggest receiver of the day, um, on everything. Third and 13, no problem. He finds Godwin, and they gain 20. Third and 14, again, Godwin, they get 20 yards. It was all day. It was automatic. Uh, he is the only quarterback. Get this. Him and Jim McMahon of the Chicago Bears are the only quarterbacks to post a perfect quarterback rating against the Green Bay Packers and Baker Mayfield is the only quarterback to do so in Lambeau Field. This is not something I would have ever guessed would have happened. Um, But awesome win for Tampa. They are in really the driver's seat for the uh, NFC South as they hold a tiebreaker over the Saints right now since they have beat them head to head and their schedule ends up pretty nicely with a mortal looking Jacksonville and then a two divisional tiffs against the Saints and Panthers to wrap up the year. This could be a 10-win Buccaneers team uh, if they can clutch this out and if Baker continues this hot streak, but I love it. It was great. Uh, Baker has been better on the road, and really this whole team has been better on the road um, than they have been at home. Um, But an awesome win. This is the best win in Todd Bowles' uh, Bucks career. And things are looking good for Tampa Bay right now. Packers defense is terrible. Jordan Love was not great, but still a great win for Tampa. Absolutely, Tim. We were right on the money. Um, 
I just want to take this moment to say, fuck Brandon Staley. All right. But uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so really, true. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield played an excellent game. And uh, Mike Evans is a Hall of Famer. Very good. Yeah. He, he, Mike Evans had a big game. Uh, he was not the number one target uh, on the day, but every time that he was targeted, he caught it. He had a big touchdown catch to start the scoring for the Bucks, And it was an all around great effort. Even with, I'll get this, Devin White, their hero of the 2020 Super Bowl run, was benched for performance for this game. And KJ Britt, their third-round pick out of Auburn a couple of years back, played amicably in his spot. So uh, keep your eyes out on Devin White. He may be on the move at the end of this year. Hell yeah. Thanks for beating the Packers. That made me happy, at least. Embarrassing them in their cheese-infested mud hole. Speaking of frauds like the Packers, them boys, frauds, beaten by even bigger frauds, the Bills. I didn't watch this game, so I'm not going to pretend like I did. What happened? The Cowboys weren't playing at home. That's what happened. They're essentially two different teams when they play at home. It's it's a more than 17-point differential between like the amount of points they score at home and the points they score on the road. Um, the defense did not show up against the Bills, who've had a middling offense um, over the past, you know, over the past five, six games. Uh, Josh Allen didn't really do anything this game. He had less than 100 yards passing. Um, wait, am I right? It was less than 100 yards? It's something small like that, right? Yeah. Yep, less than 100 yards passing, even less um, less than um, 50 yards rushing. Um, the real star of this game was James Cook uh, and the Bills' offensive line. They pushed around the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys vaunted defense like they like they weren't even a real thing. James Cook uh, over 150 yards r- rushing a touchdown. Um, just really put it on um, the, these uh, these Dallas Cowboys. Um, it, it was it was um, it was really just a like they put their hands in the dirt, looked at the men across them, and said, "Yeah, you're not strong, big enough, strong enough, tough enough, or you don't have the willpower. You're not, you don't have the spirit to beat us." And which is pretty crazy because the uh, the Bills were are seven and six, <laughs> and the Cowboys are now t- um, what eleven and four, something like that. Ten and four. Ten and four. And 10 so. And four. It's um, um I, th- I think everyone was really surprised by this. Um, Dak didn't play an especially great game, but he was not the reason they lost this game. The home away thing is just astounding to me. It's like it's hard for me to remember a team that is this reliant on home field to be any good. Like, is it the grass? Is it the fans? Is it they want to impress Jerry? Like, what gives? I just don't get it. Seabass, are you worried about the Bills in this division? A little bit. Depends on how we play the Ravens and the Cowboys. They're a little scary. I mean, because they're finally realizing that less Josh Allen is more. It really is. They've needed a running game for a long time. Uh, In years past, they've just given the ball to Josh and let him be their ground game. But now James Cook is finally coming online and they've actually got another weapon not named Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs. It's a little worrisome. Make him look like that Ken Dorsey firing was maybe the right maybe the right move. Maybe yeah, to, maybe they're geniuses. Uh, I wouldn't say all that, but I don't know. Maybe maybe Joe Brady is up to something. Maybe he sees something in that offense that uh no one else does. But yeah, definitely big disappointing day for the Cowboys, who were looking like um, real contenders until they went up to uh, the frigid Northeast and uh, had to contend with uh, Buffalo, New York, which has come to defeat a lot of folks. Um, not the team, just the city. It's a rough, uh, 
It's a rough pack of fans. It sure is. Hey, Danny, bring us into this Vikings Bengals. Oh, battle of the backups. Uh, what's his name? Nick Mullins and him. Jake Browning. Uh, this was actually a surprisingly good game. It was kind of a snoozer in the first half, but it took off uh, mid into the afternoon Saturday. We were gaming with the boys. We were playing some Fartnite. And uh, yeah, we had this game on in the background. And it, it ended up being a thriller with Jake Browning once again leading the Bengals to a victory. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I mean, we all wrote off the Bengals once Burrow got hurt, but Browning's been doing just fine. They finally kind of opened up their run game. Um, the Vikings were more of a sh- shock here with, like, you know, Mullins being a no-namer coming out. But, uh, yeah, not, not bad, but uh, Bengal gang for life. After the game, Jake Browning went up to one of the cameras on the sideline and yelled in it, you never should have bleeping cut me. He actually said the expletive, though. So had a little uh, get-back game for him. Happy for him. He's been playing real well since he was, he's was he he's uh, um, taken up the duties for the injured Joe Burrow. Um, this is a big game for T. Higgins. Um, I, think he, I think he's been looking for one of these. He had a really big um, touchdown Um that was that was really impressive. He, he basically caught it place. at at the the one yard line and, ha- and basically just did a crazy spin to, just to get the ball um to cross the the goal line and that was it was really impressive and um the, the Bengals definitely needed that and I think that is that is really um I think a microcosm for what the Bengals are just like you know they're getting they're getting held up short but they refuse to give up and they're finding ways to win. It was like a pirouette from T. Higgins. Like he landed and just spun around and stuck the the rock on the pylon. It was ex- an extreme feat of athleticism. I was I was left uh, with my jaw agape watching it. Was it was awesome? Open, open. Who's that? Uh, Chase Brown, the Bengals running back. They have been using Joe Mixon less and less over the past few uh. weeks, and he's really come online. The rookie from University of Illinois. Ah, the fight There's in Illini. The, oh, well, the, uh, some of these Illinois players have been coming alive this Tommy year. Tommy DeVito's from there, you. too, yeah? Yeah, Tommy oh DeVito, Chase yeah. Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cornfed Boys here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're one of my other college teams. Shout out to, uh, shout out to my dad. Oh, well, my dad's you know, they, cool. they, my dad's same cool. colors as the Gators. Yeah, bro, orange and blue for life, yeah. man. They're uglier orange and blue, but uh, but yeah, well, they're they're Chicago color, Chicago Bears color. So yeah, they're terrible. Oh, all yeah, my teams are orange and blue. You don't have to change your wardrobe. Yeah. All right, let's rip the bandit off. I won't spend too much time on it because I'm still pissed off, so I might ramble, but I won't. <clears throat> the Bears fork and suck, man. Fire <laughs> everyone. Kill Matt Eberflus oh in the God. streets. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, the offensive coordinator should be launched into the sun. Robert Tanyan forking sucks too. He's a Green Bay undercover agent. I'm, I firmly believe that. Um, man, Fields is not the problem. He's not the problem. And I don't know what, what else needs to be done to show that. But these coaches suck ass. They have no way to manage a game. They blew the lead again, third time this season. More on that later. But, yeah, that's it. Sad times. I think uh, getting him one more receiver who isn't DJ Moore, I think solidifying the offensive line and um, capitalizing on a young but feisty defense would really help Fields out. Um, oh yeah, Mooney sucks too. 
Mooney's yeah. done. I used to like Mooney. He's, he's trash now. The line's not that bad for Chicago. Like it's not, it's not like league best, but it's not terrible. They can use probably left guard. Um, and like you said, a, another well, receiver not named, not named more because it's it's just my god. But the Browns' defense has been doing this to everybody. Like it, this is what oh, they Browns do. Defense. They just freak. Yeah havoc on on every player i don't think there's a lot of shame in losing to the to the browns in a vacuum but the way you lost it is where is where the the concerns come for yes. me on the chicago side like you had it and you blew it you had really it all snatching defeat from the jaws of victory yeah and then you let joe flacco wake up and cook you all fourth quarter long for 212 yards and it oh, the long snake him off three, after, yeah after picking him off three uh three times in That's one game snake, like you got to run away with this one What's his nickname? I'll, I'll talk about the, uh, the, the offensive dragon. line for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, they, what, the long, what have I called him? A long, what have I called him? Long snake, bro. You Iron got crotch Joe Flacco. Iron crotch Joe Flacco knocked a guy out. Vontez Perfect with his big old dick. Oh my god! <laughs> so if you want to talk about the line real quick, their center is god awful and has been a hazard all season with bad snaps that have gone over Fields' head or when he's not ready, just abysmal blocking. And then the uh, left tackle is actually very good, but he got hurt early in this game and is out with a concussion. Ah. So from it was around halftime. From that moment, the left side just was getting blown up by Miles Garrett and, and crew. So that was a problem. But yeah, the uh, Browns defensive line is real and ain't no one running the ball against them. So it was clear the game plan was like spread the field, you know, a little bit of screen passes, like slants, corner routes, whatever because the run game was just non-existent. But yeah, the way that they lost it, brutal, uh, horrible coaching decisions. Why throw a Hail Mary when you're in Cairo Santos field goal range before the half? You know, of course, oh, if we don't kick a field goal, there's no way this is going to come bite us back later when it's a three-point game. Yeah, fucking, ugh. And then same thing at the end. I'm like, why throw a, why throw a Hail Mary? Even though it almost worked. Until it did. Darnell Moody had it, and he kicked it out of his own lap. He had. That it. was the worst shit I've ever seen. I it's it's burned into my brain forever. Uh, I'm excited as being Marvin points. Harrison on a in a Bears uniform. Oh, hell yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Stood. All righty, David. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. Dog shit tier football. I mean, we're talking about really bad products. I mean, the NFL should be ashamed of themselves for even letting these group of grown men get on the field and show up for some of these products. I mean, half the teams, literally all the losing teams, showed up and got their backs blown out like the Senate aide and, and who recently got fired from Washington. Y'all hear about that? That uh, that the Democratic Senate aide who was, who was caught, well, not really caught because he took a video of him getting his back blown out by some um, big, big, strong... Oh my God, I can't believe that made- Stocked a uh, young man in, in, in the nation's capital. Good for you. Really dumb decision by uh, letting it happen and uh, getting it getting leaked. That being said, we're here for you, and we no, have a little, and we have a little salve for you and who are out in the desert calling out for help. We have for you that are in pain, the haikus that hurt. All right, here we go. We're gonna start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
the Yinzers face loss. 500 once more this year and look even worse. Trubisky's so bad. Oh my god, he's so bad. I didn't know that was a nickname for the Steelers. Yeah, people from Pittsburgh are called Yinzers. That's horrible. It's gotta be a slur somewhere. No, it's because I like in New York they say like use guys. Uh, It means like yins means you all. That's horrible. It's dumb. (laughs) Schittsburg. Russell Wilson, Broncos, floundering, maybe scrounging, before turned to glue. Turned to glue. What is that? Horses get turned to glue. What? Yeah, yeah, the Broncos. Like. You ever heard of that? Like when our horse gets injured, they get sent to the glue factory. No, really? No. What does that mean? Well, it means they're, it means they're being killed. Oh my god! It doesn't happen glue. anymore. Yeah, uh, hundreds of years ago, they would use horse hooves to create uh, collagen into glue. Oh my god! I had no idea. You learned was it hundreds of years ago, or was it more recent than that? Uh, I would say once chemistry really took off as a field, you know, now we stopped doing that. Hmm. When was that? That's messed up. Yeah, that, that's that's industrial like revolution. Someone look that up. Oppenheimer. <laughs> Falcons. Unemployment line. Arthur Smith and the Falcons. You guys really suck. <laughs> they do. <laughs> you lost hey. to the Panthers when there hey. were twelve people in the stadium. Pipe down. I got some shit to say. <laughs> Go for it, Seabass. I just recently found out that Arthur Smith is the son of the FedEx founder. Why is he Why is he coaching football, bro? Go run a region. You'll make much more money. Jesus. He's making plenty of money now. The suffering nearer... The, what, what did you write here, Tim? The yeah, suffering nearer syllables. There you go. You got it. Come in the week with hope. Dashed in 10 seconds. Like, near ends. Is that how I'm supposed to say it, Tim? Like a hick? No, no, no. Look, when you when you take out a letter from a word, right? You remove a syllable, and to do that, you put an apostrophe in its place. So it should be read as the suffering near ends. Yeah, like like when you change every to every. Yes. Man, it's done a lot in Get out of here with this fucking King's English bullshit. <laughs> the suffering never ends. Very good. Giants. Run of Tommy Gunn. Knocked out too early, my son. While it lasted, fun. That was pretty good. Thank you. Speaking of kids. Anytime. Everyone should look up what, what, uh, what Anthony Edwards has been in the news for with a kid. Anyways. He should have he he stood on business and said, get the abortion. That's, uh... Sebastian. Titans. The king stuffed all day. Payback for wearing Oilers threads against Houston. Yeah. It's just disrespectful. That was a good game. It was a good game. I can't believe Levis got clobbered. Bears. Three 
games leads in fourth 10 plus point lead blown each time NFL season record what the <laughs> was... fuck who wrote this <laughs> who wrote it that wasn't me that's up I'll say well, really, really, Bro, that's, no, not, that's no. not even close <laughs> Jesus Nat, le- Nat league season that still doesn't work <laughs> League season record. There you go. Oh my god. Oh. Terrible. I told you my brain is my brain's done after watching that shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Steve has take the Patriots. New England hurts bad. What left? What left is there to say now? What, Tim? It's That's all fine. bad all around. Sebastian, you can't bad. read. <laughs> Sebastian's like that kid in the class who's a bully because he can't read. Also, I don't English too well. Yeah, we can tell, brother. The fox jumped over the ledge. The ledge jumped over the fox. That'd be impressive. That would be impressive. I would like to see that. How now, brown cow? Very good. Jaguars. Jags skid continues. Missed field goals, fumbles, bumbles, din and whale versus crows. Y'all are struggling today with these. Nah, oh, Tim wrote, look, nah, read Tim wrote that second out of that. I wrote that. Din and whale versus crows. I don't make no sense. Get out of here. Fuck up out of here with your fucking jeans oh, English. Fine. What are you caping for the white man's English for anyway, David? That's white man's English you caping for. Look at this one right now. I'm literally, I'm literally black. Shut up. That's what, that's the, yeah, <laughs> shut up. Cape for the white man's English. Sebastian, I'm literally black. <laughs> There's nothing I've ever caped for in this world that's for the Justin white Herbert. Who's caping for Justin Herbert? You! You did! Ah, Who? You Where? For Who? Evan, Evan, when you hear this shit, post some stuff. Caping. He's caping for Justin Herbert. Who does it right now? I don't care what Evan says, all right? That's, that's first and foremost. Second of all, I don't care what you say either, Sebastian. Third of all, hey, that's our top all. listener. Third of all, back to the haikus. Arizona cards. Little more than sacrifice to the man named Brock. They're just mean? bad. They're moribund. They got nothing. <laughs> what was that word? I do love moribund. It's a great word. It's a good word, yeah. What is Commanders. Last one. Commanders, though. Yeah. Oh, Big DC. Oh, shit. Danny, you take it. Oh, God. Big DC drama. Long snapper. Cheese man on blast. Simply beautiful. What does that mean? I was on Commander's Twitter after the game. I was like, huh, I've never seen a Commander's fan. What are they talking about? They are putting their long snapper on blast. He he messed up a snap against the Rams that would have put the Commanders up, and I've never seen a fan base even notice that a long snapper exists. No, 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 no. When the Giants' long snapper messed up after he came out of retirement, every Giants fan hated him. It's just there wasn't a lot of social media back then. Can't remember his name. Cheese man, the long snapper. But his Most name is hated man in DC. Cheeseman, yep. 
Cheese like man. A, that sounds like a Seinfeld character. Exactly. Right? Not even real. That's crazy. That, Elaine's gonna Elaine will walk in. I'm dating a man. His last name is Cheeseman, and George will be like, "What? Cheeseman? You're Cheese dating man? the Cheeseman? Gotta say." And then Kramer slides in. Oh, somebody say Cheeseman. Ah, you're just as good as Larry David. Well, that might have been a lie, but you know what Sebastian's really good at? Making shit up on the spot. <laughs> Making it sound really groovy. <laughs> we really like it. It sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it's time for Freeform with Sebastian. Today, Matt Freeform may be poor. Because I watched one game. And hey, you say, Sebastian, why'd you only watch one game? I watched a game that mattered the most. The Dolphins going coast to coast. Beating the Jets' ass at 1 o'clock. Not really prime time, but hey, Bengals, they came back. Time to be alive. No Joe Burrow, that's okay. That other white boy with less swag out there. Browning is his name. <laughs> cheese man. Oh man, he played some cheese, man. Messed up long snap. Got the commies fans, panties in a wad. Steelers, hmm. they're always in a wad when they gotta watch Chris throw a wad down the field. Hmm. <laughs> No picket, no small hands, no Stroud, but the Texans were okay. Beating the Titans in the Oiler uniform, disgraceful. How could you do that? You got what you deserve. Browns, well, I would say they let themselves down, but Iron Crotch Flacco flinging it around. Yeah. Ooh, Butterfingers were the name. Ah, oh, man, I feel bad for that one kid. Seahawks, I don't believe they played, and if they did, I don't remember it, and that's okay. Green Bay Packers, they thought they were on track. Maker Fayfield, he went on the attack. Four touchdowns, as you can see. Mike Evans continuing his surge for a thousand yards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Vikings letting themselves go, even though I already talked about the Bengals. It's just funny that the Vikings suck so much. Bills, they're getting it done. Putting down the Cowboys' throats with James Cook. No longer Dalvin's little brother. He is now the main. While Dalvin plays sous chef with the Jets. Ooh, who knows? Maybe he might have a comeback. Tonight on Monday, I don't even know what game we got, but I know it's definitely a stone cold line. See what I see, say what I see, you know what I be. These have been free forms with Savage. He. I like that a James Cook has usurped his older brother as the main cook. Very good. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Too many cooks. Look at that. Mm. Coming off the field, uh, Josh Allen uh, was interviewing with Aaron Andrews, and uh, all he had to say was, let James Cook. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> I'm unwell. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> oh, Danny, he got me with that one. <laughs> it's the fucking bears, man. <laughs> They've turned my brain to mush. Why do the bears always have? I've got, I've got Joker music. You want it? <laughs> oh, oh my! <laughs> I think play that music, Tim. Go for it. Let's see what happens. 
<laughs> Sebastian just sees what happens. All of a sudden, Sebastian and I are in a dark room, blindfolded, tied up, asking, David, is that you? Sebastian, it's me. Where are we? And we just hear Danny laughing. <laughs> like that. Hey, 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 oh, sorry, guys. My, my lights just turned off. Hey, Sebastian? Oh, hey, what's up? Sebastian, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing here? You and a oh, all chilling in this chair with a blindfold on. How long have you been here, Sebastian? I feel like a couple hours, but... Couple hours? What? what? Wait. Do, do you smell that? It, smell, it smells like gasoline. Sebastian, what? Smells like we're about to be released from the mortal coil. I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to be released from my mortal coil, Sebastian. Dude, what? what go on. I hear some. I hear some footsteps. Shh, don't worry. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Joey, old iron crotch is that you? <laughs> Why does it always end up like this? Why is it never easy? These goddamn bears. These fucking miserable bears. Three games this season. Less than 1% chance to lose, according to the ESPN app. And they go ahead and they lose all three of them. You know, one thing to be a loser, but to be a winner. And then to be a loser. Now that's chaos. That is true, unbridled anarchy. The Chicago Bears should be demolished from this planet. For they are more chaotic than I could ever be. I'm scared. I'm shaking. Play this song. Oh my god, I'm scared. Oh shit. You ever get tired of waking up on a Monday? Oh hell yeah, brother. Me too. I feel that this Monday. One week until Christmas. You know, knock some Christmas presents on Monday next week. It's gonna be a good Monday then, but today not a good Monday. We got our segment here Monday where we're gonna pick. Monday night game between the Philadelphia Shitbirds and the Seattle Shitbirds. Now, I'm not backing off from my pick last week, even though it was a conditional pick. I'm staying strong with the Seacocks. I'm not so confident in it, but it might happen. I'll take the Dirty Birds by bullshit. Yeah, unfortunately, I picked Seattle with, with the contingency that uh, Drew Locke was not going to be starting and that Geno Smith would be. Unfortunately, literally, like half an hour before the game, Adam Schefter reports that Geno Smith is not going to be playing. going to be Drew Locke. I think that they need to mandate this at least a day in advance because there's a lot of money riding on fantasy, but that's another point. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, I picked the Seahawks, and it's looking like it's not going to happen, but that was my pick, so whatever I'm sticking with the Eagles they're just better they have more talent at every level than the rat birds the rat hawks sea rat seagulls whatever they are I like the Eagles here give me the birds 
I will stay with my original pick. I chose the Eagles because the days of dominance are continuing. Sounded less like pain, more like lemongrass. Sounded more like pops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound like pops from regular show. Oh, damn! I hate the Eagles! <laughs> you, you know who else sounds like Pops from regular show? Hey! My mom! Alright, Let's bring it out. Oh, nice music cut. That is going to do it for the end of the Flag on the Play podcast for today. Make sure to follow us here on Spotify. Give us a like and a share and a smash and all that good shit. That's going to do it. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll see you here in two days for another episode for our Week 16 Picks. Peace. See ya. Fuck you, Brandon Staley. Got him. <laughs>